Yo, what's going on, guys? Get Like Coop here, back with another episode of the Laced Up Podcast. I'm here with Mike and Mike. What's up, guys? Wait, which Mike are you? I'm I'm number one, Mike. We, this is yeah. How do you know he wasn't addressing me, and then he was addressing you? Because I he's went with number one, and then he went with number two. Already bringing out the haymakers, I see. <laughs> well, today we've got some great stuff. And Mike, I know you want to talk about the giveaway though, before we get into that. Yeah. So guys, we are capping off the giveaway to the first 40,000 subscribers that turn on our notifications for the Laced Up podcast. All you have to do to enter for a chance to win a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series X is subscribe, hit that notification bell. If you want to do us a favor, leave a like on the pod and let me know in the comment section down below when it's done, you'll enter for a chance to win a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series X. And like I said before, I will play PS5 with, or Xbox, well, I don't have an Xbox, so I'll play PS5. If you choose PS5 with whoever it is, if you want to play Park, I just got MLB The Show. It's been pretty fun. I'm not really great, so you'll probably beat me. <laughs> and speaking of beating, we're going right into this. We're jumping. Perfect transition. We just watched Jake Paul beat Ben Askren's. It's the first few minutes of the pod. So, you know, he beat his face in. What do you guys think about it? I don't think Coop really knows much, but Mike, what do you think about it? Bro, why are you acting like this is some great achievement that Jake Paul just did? You know, because like clearly honestly, I I get hyped for these fights. I will say I I get hyped to watch Jake Paul fight. I will give him all the credit in the world, not for being a good person. I don't believe he's a good person, not for any of that. Um, but I'll give him all the credit in the world for being the internet's greatest villain and a walking source of content because he is so like he is the number one you love to hate this guy and you just see social media light up with i want to see jake paul get knocked out i want to see jake paul's face get beaten in jake paul is the most punchable face in the world so personally you know i've got to say i'm happy he won because i'm i'm here for the next fight you know even though that event was just horrible um i'll tell you this i respect him as an entrepreneur I yeah. respect him as a businessman. I thought the actual event was absolute garbage. Like yeah. the production quality was horrible. There was just random like bits, like random artists, like Doja Cat came up and played like five songs. I was just not there to watch these various artists like, perform. Yeah, like even by the time Bieber came on, I was like, can the fight happen? And I love Justin Bieber. But it was like... Wait, wait, hold on. Pause. What? Who doesn't love... You don't love Justin Bieber? When did you... For, when did you become a Justin Bieber fan? Um, like, like was it young? since I was like 12. But then openly since I was like 18. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like one time, one time slap. I'm not gonna lie. For, uh, for, one time? For, That's for, the very beginning. <laughs> I Why were you hiding your fandom? Was the I was in middle school. I mean, freaking, you could be a guy and be just your fan back then. Yes. Did you like? Did you like watch one time and you're like, wow, I can really resonate with this guy. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, I did. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I don't remember that song, Krizimba. Could you? Give yeah. Me, like some, some cues. All right, cool. Me plus you. I'm gonna tell you one. Me plus you. Oh. I'm gonna tell you one. Me plus you. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you one, 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 one. I so 
<laughs> no, that's enough. You, you're good. We're, keep, we're keeping that in the pod, right? Okay. <laughs> um, so it, I completely I just lost, lost my. I just lost ten thousand subscribers. <laughs> Honestly, I think you gained ten thousand subscribers for that. Um, I so. I mean, it was a great singing so, performance. So here's the thing: the fight was terrible. Like I felt robbed from that entire event because by the time you're sitting through all of this stuff, it's like kind of when you have to sit through like three minutes worth of ads if you have Hulu Live TV or unskippable YouTube ads, if they're like three or four minutes long, and then only there were three to four, it was like a three hour like event. They dragged it on over and over and over again. By the time it gets to the fight, Jake Paul KOs this guy literally within <laughs> like the first seconds. round. Yeah, and like, dude, if you go on Twitter, like you could see montages of Ben Askren just getting his ass kicked, you know, like they're just beating the crap out of him and he's hanging in there and he's pulling off W's. So you're telling me that Jake Paul, this guy was able to KO him that easily. It just seemed so rigged. And at the end of the day, people are applauding Jake Paul for doing it because it was a savvy business move. But I don't think a lot of people are going to watch his next fight unless if it's a big guy. Yeah, I think, well, okay, I have multiple things to say on this. Uh, one, I agree. The event was so bad, so bad. Like, it was entertaining at times. The clips were entertaining. Like, if you'd made it into a 20-minute segment instead of, like, five hours or six hours that it was, it'd be entertaining because Pete Davidson was funny. Guys, by the way, we are also on Apple and Spotify. The links to the Lace Up podcast for Apple and Spotify will be down below in the description. Please on Apple, subscribe and give us a five-star review if you think we deserve it. I mean, it wasn't, it was clearly not an actual take it seriously boxing fight, seeing as Pete Davidson and Snoop were just cracking jokes, drinking, smoking. They were just having a good time, which is, it was funny. I was laughing at Pete, you know, but uh, I agree. That fight was such a mess that they definitely need to bring in someone higher levels, a bigger name maybe, for people to trust the next fight. Because you see the DAZN uh, fights with like KSI and Logan Paul, like those were well put together events the entire time. People just love them. Jake Paul, it just, especially with the ending, I agree, like I do not think it was a good event, but that ending is the reason why I will say, I don't think the actual fight was rigged. Now, do I think Ben Askren didn't care at all about fighting? Yes, I really don't think he cared. He showed up rocking, like people in my YouTube comments lately have just been ripping me, ripping me. Like, oh my God, Mike, is your face stung? You've gotten so fat. Um, ben Askren and me have comparable bodies right now, okay? There's a problem with that. Like, I'm not trained to box. I'm not sure Ben Askren trained. Like he obviously trained, but he didn't care. Every time Ben Askren was asked, do you think you could beat Jake Paul? He was like, well, Jake thinks he's a good fighter. I don't think Jake's a good fighter. So if he is a good fighter, he'll beat me, but I don't think he is. So I think I'll win. I mean, that's not the words of a killer. Like people were saying, yeah, oh, Ben's been in the ring with killers and everything. That is not the same Ben Askren that was fighting MMA. It's Ben Askren, hip surgery, hip replacement, whatever it was, man was not in shape. He literally, like you saw him walking off right after the match. He didn't care. He was smiling, he was laughing, he was fine. He walked up, I thought it was hilarious. He walking up with a sign that says, this is Ben, just to make like a mockery of the whole thing because Jake's got a transformer behind him. And Ben Askren is a brand, just a cardboard sign that says, this is Ben. 
Like that's funny, but I I think it was in Triller's best interest for sure for Jake to win because they want Jake to continue to fight and to continue to make them money. But I don't think the fight was rigged for that to happen specifically because they got zero content out of the fight. It was a 55 second fight. They don't get to post clips. They don't get, no one was happy with what happened. A six round fight. Yeah, if Ben takes a dive then, that would make sense to me. But you know, they want they wanted that fight to go the distance. As any fight would as any fight promoter would, I would imagine. I think what really happened was they told Ben Askren, hey, you need to take a fall and you're gonna get a bag. And like at that point, he's like, okay, if I just have to take a fall, then screw you guys. I'm gonna take a fall immediately. Give me my bag. I'm gonna go and put all this in Dogecoin and we're good. So I Dogecoin. Coop, uh, I know you didn't know much about the Jake Paul dilemma, which also, you know, I'm gonna just stick with my view there, but have you been in Dogecoin, Coop? Did you get in? Before? Unfortunately, I I have not got in yet, but you know, it's it's never too late, right? It's still it's still pretty cheap from what I hear. Personally, um, I have this like mentality where like I didn't get in when I should have and I refuse to get in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you should never chase. That's like the number one rule. Yeah. I remember like when it comes to like these bubbles, like there's a, also another rule. Like when everybody starts posting like their earnings to Twitter's to Twitter and like your friends from high school start tweeting about like how rich they're getting off of like these meme stocks or like, you know, just this crypto, that's when it's time to get out. But yeah. Yeah. I got in on Dogecoin right when it started popping off after GME and AMC and the meme stocks like fell off the first time. And I'm like, okay, screw it. Let's put some money in Dogecoin. And I bought in at two cents and I'm like, okay, this is a, this is a meme stock. Like this was, this cryptocurrency was literally created as a joke. It was two a, like, yeah. so you, yeah. If you, by stay, the way, if you by stayed, the way. you would have 20 times. Yeah, so I yeah, if I held on, I sold it at like seven cents because I don't know. You made I made four times my initial investment on like yeah, a joke crypto, so I didn't think it would ever go to forty cents. Now now currently I'm seeing this Dogecoin four twenty tag trending, and at this point I accept I don't know anything about investing anymore. Maybe a year ago I did. Seriously. It, it makes the market's no sense actually to me. terrible right now. Like it's actually like disgustingly bad. Yeah, the market. Told you right now is it forty cents? Are you I told you. Me? Yeah, I just said yeah. What? It's like forty cents. You know what I'm gonna say? You know what I will say is that I saw Keemstar <laughs> tweeting about Dogecoin. I saw him hyping up Dogecoin, and honestly, I mean, is Keemstar the most reliable financial analyst? Of course not. However, <laughs> I. I feel like when he hypes something up like that, it actually like does work out. And I was like, I was like, oh, you know, do I put money into this? And I was like, I felt like I had missed the wave already. I felt like I missed the wave when it got to two cents. Yeah, yeah, same. That's what I thought I had already missed it. I didn't think it was going to 40 cents. Bro, forget Keemstar. Freaking Elon Musk was hyping yeah. this crap up. Like, why did we, why did I think me? he would stop? Why did I think it would stop? I don't know me like like same it's like that hindsight 2020 thing like but still it's like a way you can't live like I know it like you can't look back but like I swear to god it feels like it feels like with like all this stuff with like AMC G, like you know GameStop oh, yeah, and yeah, everything yeah. and then Dogecoin and stuff it feels like I keep missing 
the trend right before. And I'm like, ah, like these are like literally you put 10K in there at two cents. You're walking away with $200,000 right now. Whoa. I was talking to one of my friends just the other day and she was telling me how she bought $50,000 worth of Bitcoin in 2017. And then she continued to tell me how she doesn't work a day in her life, you know, because Bitcoin, like if you put $50,000 in Bitcoin back then, you're living good right now because of that one investment. But she just does it because otherwise she'd be bored. It's crazy yeah. how Wait, people are investing. $50 in 2017? 50,000. Oh, 50,000. 50, oh, okay. oh, yeah, yeah. I thought I said 50. I was like, that is crazy. How did she know? What was her cue? I mean, I yeah, mean what was her, here's the thing. If you what was, look how into, much money did she have to throw around? Yeah. I mean, she I, mean I, I made a similar investment in 2017. I bought $20,000 worth of Ethereum, but and I sold it like when it got to 1K. But... Anyways, what my cue was diamond hands. I, Honestly, what we've all learned from this is diamond hands. Diamond hands. No. What? Hey, don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. No diamond. <laughs> I mean, hands. I, I mean, a part That's of me wants to listen to him, given like what's been happening to us lately, Coop. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the, listen, the market profit is, is profit. In shambles. Profit is profit, but diamond. you got to take your profits. You got that's the number one rule. Crypto. Pro- profit is profit. Maybe but. you want some diamond hands, but but look. You, you're never losing taking profits. That's the name of the game right there. By the way, not a financial advisor. Not a financial yeah. advisor. I'm just, I'm just an idiot that puts money into the market. Advisor, whatever know. that is. Yeah. No. A moron. A fool. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm just an idiot. Sometimes I get lucky. But what, what but what's scary about this, going back to what you were saying about Elon Musk and Keemstar, is now people have the power to legitimately crop, like gather crowds to perform what I like to say for lack of a better term is a pump and dump. You're getting a yeah. bunch of people to buy a cryptocurrency that literally if you go on Coinbase, if you go on any app, it says underneath like a little description of yep. each coin. It says, yep. yeah, so Dogecoin was originally created as a joke because of like meme. some dog. Yeah, some meme or whatever. It's crazy that people have the power to manipulate the market this way. And I think oh, yeah. is one of them. Well, I mean, it's not just crypto, though. It's so much worse. It's so much worse higher up. Like, this is just like, you know, this is ground level stuff. If you follow big time um, stock accounts, uh, they'll they they do the same thing. They tweet out YouTubers, too. Yeah, YouTubers tweet out like, boom, Mm -hmm. this is like this is hot. But like, you know, like we previously mentioned, when you see it, it's like you probably already missed the the, you probably already missed it. I have a serious question right here. Bump it up even more. I have a serious question. Do we think that Doge, I like to call it doggy coin. Do we think Doge actually has a chance to become like a legitimate coin? Like, you know, like people actually use this? I, okay. So I read something. I don't, I don't know. I don't, do not have much knowledge here. But so the way that like the amount of coins distributed, I don't know. I feel like the, the comments, people, someone's going to know what like they're talking about and just listen to me and be like, I, this guy's an idiot. But just based on what I said, like it's, it seems like it's like unlikely for it to hit a dollar just based on like the amount of coins that are created. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Based yeah. on like there isn't like the market cap, like the like Bitcoin has like a set amount of uh, Bitcoins that can be created, uh, while Dogecoin because it's 
uh, was a meme. Like they literally made it so like you could make billions and billions of Dogecoins, which means that the price shouldn't continue to rise. It's just, I have no idea though. Who knows? I mean, if Bro, yeah. people were saying you couldn't hit a cent. People were literally saying at one point, it's impossible for this coin to hit a cent. And now it's Bro. at 40 cents. So I don't, who knows? That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like all it takes is like one person, like revolutionizing the coin or something or like accepting it. And like all of a sudden we're looking at like the next great coin. All I know is, is the, is the like, next no. time that Elon Musk tweets out about any coin I am buying buying that's it, the thing and then you gotta do it before no but no he got tweeted when it was at like two cents and then like it went up to like you know seven if you had bought it at like seven cents you'd be so happy right now yeah but that's the thing you want to do it before you don't want to get it after i got we got to somehow get tough. into a group chat with elon that's, I mean, at the end anyone of the day, knows Elon him. Musk. Yet. I mean, or Elon himself. I'm sure he actually is. A what do you mean? We got flight Mike right here, bro. Yeah, Next he's a huge thing. flight Mike. Fan. <laughs> I don't want to pull like that. Um, at the end of the day, though, my I think my biggest issue with Dogecoin is I can only invest in like three cryptocurrencies and fall asleep at night. And even that, like I accept crypto as something that pops off one year, then bottoms a little bit the next, et cetera, et cetera. And for me, it's always going to be Bitcoin, Ethereum, and maybe Chainlink. And that's because I actually see uses for all three of them. But at the same time, you have like a market of like 50 plus other altcoins. And that's where it gets a little confusing. And that's where like it turns out to be a bubble because you're just buying stuff that doesn't necessarily have inherent value. Just so you can say, just bought some Dogecoin. Ha ha, we're going to get rich. So... I don't know, that's my take on it but i hope everyone that's invested in it gets freaking rich that's awesome if you do i mean it's yeah. still just like it's still just crushing it like at this point like i really hope that people are taking their money out and not just being yeah. dumb you know so you're not getting in for zoom but that's what you're telling us you're i'm you're not, not getting in so literally when six months from now when dogecoin is at fifty dollars oh my goodness this was my this was my downfall oh my goodness hey man it couldn't hurt to throw 20 in there, could it, Corzim? No, uh, I mean, yeah. 20, <laughs> Bro, that 20 bucks pretty... could turn into $4,000. Like. I'm in it to win it, though. I'm in it, like, I want to, I just, yeah. I, I want a, I want this, and, like, I want something, and then to be like, okay, you know, that pays for half my house, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'm why I was kind of looking to get into dividend stocks, you know? Mm. All right, well, we talked a bunch about things that are not NBA-related. Let's jump into the NBA. Let's continue talking social media, though, because today Kevin Durant recently on a podcast interview, something, the clip came out, where Kevin Durant was asked, who are the top five players that you've ever played with? Immediately rattles off Kyrie Irving, James Harden, of course, his teammates, you know, makes sense. Okay. Then he goes, Steph and Clay, and he's ranking them in order, by the way, which, you know, that's just... Steph disrespect, I will say. And we, we will talk about Steph as we go on in this pod. But um, again, I understand because those are his current teammates, of course. But yeah, I mean, obviously. That, yeah. Then right. number five, though, he think like he like thinks for a second and chooses Serge Ibaka, which like me and Mike te text about this for a second. And I was like, he did retract. And then Mike was like, can you? think for a second like come on he literally chose the same guy that was on the thunder so he he did backtrack 45 seconds later because the two guys that were on 
the interview or podcast or whatever was happening were like, uh, you kind of forgot about Russell Westbrook. Uh, and he was like, oh yeah, Russ. Oh yeah, I'll actually put him ahead of Clay. Yeah, thank you for doing that. But he did it really straight faced. He didn't, he didn't seem very apologetic. And if like, of course he does not forget Russell Westbrook. So, I mean, I think we're looking a little too deep into this because I, I, I mean, I, I don't think we could expect Kevin Durant to be like super apologetic on a podcast. Like, Oh, like, what did you really want him to No. Wait, so you think that he actually forgot Russ? I mean, I, I think there's a chance. Yeah, I mean, this guy's been in the league. Wait, did Mike like, just say like, agreed? You're the one yeah, that said, said agreed. No, I said we there. Yeah, I do agree that people are looking a little bit too deep into this. Yeah, seriously. But at the same time, Coop, go ahead, finish your take. I was just going to say this guy's been in the league a long time. You know, he's had multiple All NBA teammates. It's not a shock to me that you know, in the moment he could forget Russell Westbrook. I mean, obviously right now he's probably closer to Serge Ibaka. I think he even went on this the show that Serge Ibaka has, that little cooking show. By the way, looks pretty fire. Shout out Serge Ibaka. So yeah, I really have a hard time believing that Kevin Durant did this on purpose, especially how petty Kevin Durant is. Like, That's the whole guy reason why he has, would do it on but purpose. No, but obviously he has no issue speaking his mind, right? Obviously, like... That was him speaking his not, mind. He's not on burners anymore. Then why would he go back on his word? I because just don't at that feel like point, Kevin they, Durant's that type that of person. Because at that point, I would say it made more, zero sense to the point. He would have goes, did I forget someone? I feel like he put on a show, honestly. He's like, oh, did I forget someone? And then they're like... No, would he... And then they were like, they literally said Russ, where they said LA. And then they're like, and he's like... Bro, oh, he's doing cool. a podcast. Like, he... Dude, he chose... He chose... I forget so, all the time. You think, you think it's a coincidence... He chose Serge Ibaka, first of all, over like Draymond? For one. Draymond Green is a better teammate than Serge Ibaka. He's right, a better player than Serge Ibaka. If you put Serge Ibaka wait, in Golden State, his career is better than Draymond Green, probably. Him, right. him and Draymond That is crazy. Also, right, wait, whoa, whoa, no, no, Coop, no, you like, can't say that, bro. No, no, no. You're telling, Defend that do you statement. see how teams guard Draymond Green? Do you see how teams guard Draymond Green? Can you do that with Serge Ibaka? Draymond is literally what, like, one of the best defenders of this generation. You take Draymond Green off of the Golden State Warriors, and I'm, I will take away at least one of their championships. Literally. No, no, I won't argue that, but I'm saying Prime Serge Ibaka was an absolute monster, right? And I'm so, not saying the skill sets necessarily correlate, but what Ibaka gives you, you you got like a lot of similarities with Draymond Green. You got the small ball five. I you don't got know. somebody that could space the floor. Draymond you got can that's handle it. Draymond has a big, great you, passing you, no, 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 no. We call Draymond Green just bringing the ball down court, handling the rock. He's Draymond been playing with all NBA a, talent his whole five. career. For a four Draymond, or five, Draymond, he can handle it. Dray, Draymond, yeah, Draymond Green just dribbles the ball down court. You know, he's probably looking down. And we call this playmaking in like Draymond Green facility. is currently. Look, at, I'll, I'll give it to you. Draymond, Draymond, Draymond knows what makes his money. I'll give it to you. Yeah, he, he knows what makes his money. He knows okay, getting the ball this to is Steph. what you're comparing. This is what you're comparing. You're comparing a man who is averaging for his career 5.2 assists per game. During the Warriors' prime year, during his prime season. Okay, but what is he averaging between, without Stephen Curry? What is he averaging his, without Stephen Curry? That's for, this doesn't matter. What's Serge Ibaka averaging without any all-star teammate he has? They're I mean, both, he's, they're he's both, had great seasons without all-stars. I'm not, well, I don't Sir, know how often he's played without all-stars, but I think Serge Ibaka has had great seasons without all-stars. Serge Ibaka's best season Well, ever yeah, was, I think he's had an all-star pretty much his whole career, but. 
I mean, still, like, it's not like his game is reliant on that of Serge an all-star. Like, Draymond. And KD, and then and Harden at one point, and then he went to Orlando for the littlest bit where he was whatever. He averaged 15 and 7. And then he was traded he for Toronto, all the Now he's with the Clippers. But um, Draymond, I mean, he, Draymond's a, a, why are we even having this conversation? Draymond, like, you can't compare defensive the player of the year candidate in his prime, and also gave you uh, seven assists a game. Seven. He's you passing Stephen Curry two. and Klay Thompson. If you put me out there, I might get seven a game. Here's the thing. Like, Serge Ibaka had multiple all-star teammates. He, he didn't have Steph and he didn't have Klay Thompson. His career high assist per game is currently okay, well, with one, the Clippers For at one, 1.7. he's not a playmaker. For one. That's what I'm saying. That playmaker. makes him a worse but player. The I don't, Warriors I don't think offense, he's necessarily a worse Go ahead, Mike. The, the Warriors offense literally runs through Draymond Green's ability to bring the no, ball up court. Bro, no, you're ta- you're talking about a guy that has the ability to create plays while he's running the pick and roll, be able to run the floor, go Have coast to coast the with the ball. Where people just don't guard Draymond. Have you, you seen the, yeah, the half court where, where there's like five guys in the paint waiting I'm not for he's perfect. Steph to run off a screen or something? All, all like, I'm saying is to the Warriors system, Draymond Green is very important to the point where he's irreplaceable almost. He's yeah. so look, yes. look, I feel also like, no no no. Also what I will no. say about Draymond that makes him so incredible, it's the same thing about Clay, is that they they give you so much positives without taking away. Like they like Draymond just does not have a selfish bone in his body basically in the offensive end. He's cool with taking two shots in a game. Because and, he's so limited offensively. He knows that. He, he also sets like, the tone. He, he he's not capable. Trash. Talks of to LeBron producing. in Game Seven of the Finals about that. Yeah, talks trash. Sets the tone. Is a good leader. Like there's you so much stuff. You can't grab one game and be like, oh well, this guy did this for one game. Serge Ibaka would. Ne- I'm. I'm not sure which finals this is. I'm trying to pull it up. Serge Ibaka would never. It would never happen. Draymond literally went head to head with LeBron. In Game Seven of the 2016 NBA Finals, he finished with 32 points, 15 rebounds, and nine assists. In a four-point loss, Serge Ibaka would never. It would not even close. You're crazy. I'm Bro. crazy. That's You're like crazy, a thirty-two, fifteen, and nine. You're crazy. That's one game. That's one game for Dude, one. Dude, he's a three-time I mean, All-Star. He averages seven assists per game. He's freaking. Look, I'm not saying Draymond's bad. I'm just saying I feel like Serge he's Ibaka a could give you a player lot of, the year. of the same stuff. Not the playmaking, obviously. But, He's a two-time yeah. member of the All NBA. Like they're just on different uh, levels. Yeah, I don't. They're I think they play two completely. I think I don't know. I think I think a lot of that's has came from the Warrior system. I don't want to call him like irreplaceable to the Warrior system. Obviously, Pete Draymond. He's just was so like much more versatile. He's more versatile. He can. The like, only the only difference is he's a better playmaker and that's a, he's a huge way worse shooter. Difference. But that's that, a huge, no, that's but like saying the only say, difference is he can shoot. No, 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 because. Ibaka shoots the lights out of the ball. You know, that's somebody that you actually have to account for on the offensive side of the basketball. You can't just drop clean off of Ibaka, right? So, I mean, like, I, I don't, mean, know. I don't like, know what you mean by the lights out. Ibaka is currently 35% shooting 35% from three, from three 51% Well, last year, yeah, he's not shooting as well as he once was. I mean, we're going by Draymond's prime, right? So how, why can't we go from Ibaka's peak shooting years where he was shooting 40%? Like, this guy shoots, right? I mean, he, 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 nobody's he's arguing he's that he's, he's a better shooter. He is a better shooter. Made 1.63s a game and averaged 14. 2016, 2017, he, he hit Look, two threes a game. 1. Shot 40 percent from three. All right, so 30, to be I honest, mean, I pretty yeah, pretty good. I, 
I yeah, think we're, I guess, but also, like, I mean, there's Draymond does so much more, but okay. I mean, uh, like, end of the day, you're telling me right now you would take prime Sir Debaca over prime Draymond if you're trying to build a championship. Team. I'm not saying I'm taking prime Draymond over, or I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, I, mean, I think Ibaka like gives you a lot of the same stuff. And yeah, you know you're gonna lose some things, but you're also going to gain some things. I feel like they're if just you don't, if you guys don't players. If if you guys don't mind, because we're starting to go in circles here, I'd like yeah. to recenter the conversation around Kevin Durant. The first thing I want to say is um, shout out to the name of the podcast, by the way, Million Dollars Worth of Game Podcast. Because when I was watching this clip, and I was watching the guy interviewing KD. As someone that is in the media world, and we're all in the sports media world. The man that was interviewing KD could have taken that clip and ran with it. He could have said nothing true. and said, oh, my God, Kevin Durant, Shades, Russell Westbrook, blah, 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 blah. And we've seen we even saw like the very first time I saw the clip, people cut out the part where Kevin Durant showed Russell Westbrook love. You know, so Did you say people cut out. Didn't you I, do that? Whoever, who? Me? You. I just tweeted it out, Did but in my actual video Kevin on it, I showed the whole clip. Chose violence. Yeah, that's the first thing I saw, and then I saw the full clip, and I posted it onto YouTube in its entirety. But at the same time, if you look at Kevin Durant's track record, not for his entire career, but let alone this past month, it started with the Michael Rapaport Twitter spat. Then last week, you had him going up against okay. Shannon Sharp. Bear in mind, Shannon Sharp was praising Kevin Durant. If you pay attention to what he was saying, it was it was a quote that Kevin Durant never said, but he was literally trying to elevate Kevin Durant to GOAT status and Kevin Durant, just so he could clap back, said, I didn't say those things. And now you have this thing where he goes onto this podcast, million dollars worth of game podcast, throws shade at one of his teammates and him and Kyrie Irving just have a history of doing this type of stuff. And I feel like they kind of like are sitting back in their locker room, like giggling because they do these slightly absurd things that is enough for us to like look at them and say, why are you doing this? But at the same time, it's super subtle. Very similar to when Kyrie Irving says the world is flat, for example, or or no, no, no wait, way better example. I'll say I, I'm completely agreeing with you, though. I got a better example, though, I think. Um, remember when Kyrie was like, uh, when he said that like the best player that he's ever played with, like down the stretch, he named oh, another yeah. player other than LeBron, you know? Yeah. Like, and like he threw, like you, I, I, I refuse to believe that these guys are just forgetting it. And then also Kyrie was like, yeah, I'm not throwing shade at LeBron. If I would, I would name him. Like, you no, dude, you throw shade everywhere. For, yeah. Like, I don't he, know, he, whatever. That's he a whole different situation. But I, yeah, I, I agree. I, I fully believe. Coop, I'm disagreeing with you here. I fully All right, believe. So when it comes when it comes to this Russell Westbrook situation, why I've, would he if he's if he wanted to shade him, why does he move him to fourth on the list? What's the logic behind that? I fourth mean, is still shading question. him, by the way. That is a good why, fourth, that is a good question. Why, why would he move him up? Like, that is he didn't a good question, that. but I don't think he Because was that, that makes it seem like he legitimately forgot him. I mean On I top don't. of that, why yeah, for uh, now he's like still shading him because is there could you make an argument that Russell Westbrook and James Harden are equals if not one is slightly better than the other no 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 james harden's way better than westbrook we're not okay fair enough fair enough yeah, fair yeah. enough i'm not i, I'm I not mean whatever that's a whole other conversation he has Kyrie. yeah Gordon, that's a whole so nother conversation whole different conversation but yeah i mean i mean i will definitely agree that's a good counterpoint but i just think that the way he just was like about like talking like 
my whole thing is if you're naming Serge Ibaka, who was on the Thunder, and you're forgetting about Russell Westbrook, who they they had a thing. Like there was a falling out. Have they reconnected? I haven't seen anything about it. I've never seen Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant are now cool. Kevin Durant, you're right. Like you said, is petty. I think I don't he's know. still I, petty. I think I, don't, I think he does like like Mike said, I think they just do these little small things that they're just like, he just literally was like, mm, yeah, uh he went back. He probably was literally going back because he went current team, Brooklyn Nets. Okay, name two guys. Then he went Warriors, going back in his head, what teams he was on, went back to the Thunder, and went, hmm. And then he went Serge yeah, Ibaka. I mean, like, come on. You know? Yeah. If he, if he remembers Serge Ibaka the most, I mean, like I said, they got that show together, man. He's real cool with Ibaka. Like, it's obvious KD and Ibaka are boys. Yeah, so maybe he just, just who, like who popped yeah, into his but, head first. I don't think we should be mad at that. Like, but, you know. but I, even, if, even I after, know. even well, after really mad, when he was reminded, I do think it was shade. Even after when he was reminded that him and Russell Westbrook were teammates, you can even take his direct quote as him shading Russell Westbrook, saying, "Oh, I forgot about Russell Westbrook." Yeah, like with with that tone of voice, that is, he's like, "Oh, I forgot Russ." Bro, yeah, he talked yeah, like that, that the bro. whole time. You see, he talked like that as he was naming mm. people. He just had like a chill vibe because he's podcasting with his to, to, Dude, you to don't forget Russell Westbrook. I just yeah, I bro, do not come buy on. It. I don't buy it. I you don't forget to, Russell Westbrook. You're not forgetting to, Russell Westbrook. You're not forgetting the man who they had the whole cupcake thing. It was a whole thing. He's freaking hates Russell Westbrook, possibly. Not sure if he hates it, but Well, okay, think, well, if you hate somebody, there's a legit possibility you could block them out of your mind or you don't want to think about them. Or, you know, something like that. So it could be like Kevin Durant was on that type of time where he's like, you know, I'm not really thinking about Russ right now. I haven't really thought about Russ in the past couple of years. And you know, I mean, like I, I would said, agree with that if we didn't know Kevin Durant as a person. But like he literally pulls up feuds from three years ago at the. No, that's snap, true. That's snap, true. So. And I do feel that. But I also feel like at this stage, if Kevin Durant doesn't mess with you, He's going to stick to his guns and like not mess with you. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think he's trying to hide or like necessarily maybe, shade people. Maybe at this he very just time. didn't want to talk. I about think Russ. Kyrie. What's up? Maybe he just didn't want to talk about Russ. Maybe I, that, that's possibility too. That's also true. That's you know, also maybe true. Maybe he just like, didn't want to bring up Russ because they didn't want any follow-up questions. Like, oh yeah, how are you and Russ? How is this? You know? Yeah, because that is definitely a whole wormhole that people are going to try to try to go down and you know get some more. Yeah, so uh, I'll say that. Of, but so, I, so, I mean, yeah, I mean that, that's also a possibility too. But you know, I, I don't think it was necessarily done to quote unquote shade rush. I'm sticking to my guns here. Uh, he has a Mike. What is your guns? Uh, <laughs> oh, right now, I'm just kidding. Um, historically, what we just lost what? everyone. Everyone's gone. We're gonna yeah, look yeah. on actually just analytics. <laughs> literally, YouTube view duration is gonna be. Uh, oh, I'm sure there retention was already like shot down the moment you sang Justin Bieber, Mike. Dude, that are you? Uh, we got um, viewers from that. I'm telling you, that's gonna be <laughs> clip it. Put it on YouTube. I mean, put it on in, uh, Twitter. You know. Um. So I'm just gonna say that Kevin Durant just has a history of doing this. Him and Kyrie Irving always do stuff like this. I'm gonna stick to my guns that I think he was trying to do something subtle, and I'll give him credit. This was subtle, but it seems like lately, ever Kevin Durant's been like out for blood, like literally just trying exactly. to like from the Michael Rappaport to the Shannon Sharp to this, and that's before we go and like 
into the archives of all the other times that like he has his burner accounts and whatnot. And what I never could wrap my head around is we're talking about probably the most like the second most or if not the most successful player in the NBA. Like currently there's no one that is a bigger success. Maybe you could say the argument for LeBron James, but when you look at everything from the hardware to the individual achievements to his investments, this is a guy that invested in Coinbase. He's like, he is on his way to being a billionaire if he's not already a billionaire. So I don't understand like why on earth does he spend time giving these people attention? That's just his personality. He just, he just, it's just him. Like. There was the report that when he signed with Golden State, I mean, it's like a reported thing. You could Google it right now. He spent the entire day in bed. He literally, from people, the amount of negative, like, outpour that came from people such as myself. You know, I made a video on it too. But yeah, it was from a the move. amount of negativity that came at him, he literally laid in bed all day. It was reported. Like, what? He's Kevin Durant. Yeah, I think, like, you know, like, we get hate all the time. And, you know, you got to just learn to live with it. Why is Kevin Durant taking this so personally? I don't know, but that's just, that that's Kevin Durant. Why does Kyrie do what he does? I don't know, that's just Kyrie. All right, fair point. Well, what do you guys think about the Brooklyn Nets currently? Do you think that, are they still your lock to make it to the NBA Finals now that LaMarcus Aldridge retired and they have all these injuries? Bear in mind, by the way, there's a statistic that James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving have only played 7% of their games together. The Brooklyn Nets are currently 11 and 13 when James Harden doesn't play. And when you factor all of that, the biggest statistic that concerns me is out of, in the past two decades, out of each and every championship team, most of these big threes of these championship teams at least played 52% of their games. There's only been two times where a championship team um, big three has only played 50% of their games or like 54% of their games and less. And that was the Cleveland Cavaliers the year they won it. And the other one, I don't want to misquote myself, so I'm going to have to do some digging. But I believe the other one was the 2018 Golden State Warriors. Okay, so first I want to say um, I appreciate the stat, but I don't think that's relevant here. Uh, Which stat? If- I threw like five. The, the big three stat, I don't I don't really think that's relevant or well, I, no, I do as long understand as the relevance, but I don't I don't think that stat matters at all when it comes to Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. Do you think um, they have you know. the chemistry already? Do you think it's established? They've only played seven percent of their games together so far. I mean, they were training I, all offseason together as if they were already yeah. on the team. So that helps. Yeah, and we've already seen them like show this immense willingness to adapt to each other's game. That was initially like you know the biggest concern. Yeah. Um, right now, for me, I, honestly, the biggest concern is just getting everybody healthy. Like, are we going to be able to see this big three together in the playoffs? I know a lot of people thought this was like their version of like load managing. I'm not so sure about that anymore. Yeah, uh, we got legitimately concerned. Yeah. If Durant yeah. isn't healthy, no, I don't think they're making the NBA Finals. I I think the Bucks or the Sixers will. I mean, the Bucks. Yeah, the Bucks are very tough. interesting right now because the the Bucks are like they they they're kind of going under the radar. I'd say because every game with the Bucks, 
They try a bunch of different things. Like they'll have different offensive and defensive. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. They I, try I out that. where they're willing to throw games, like not throw, but they're willing to lose a game, like here or there, because they are trying different things and seeing what I works love that. to unleash I love it that. for the playoffs. It's the same thing as like when we have LeBron, and it's like, okay, well, LeBron's you know doing like this. He's trying out different stuff, like. We've that was has always been a media narrative. It's like LeBron saving it for the playoffs. The Milwaukee Bucks as a collective team are saving it for the playoffs right now. So I'm very yeah. interested to see what happens once the playoffs ha come. I'm not sure if we're going to see it in the first round right now. Let's see. The Bucks would be matched up against the Knicks. So I think they probably would, you know, uh, I mean, if they're matched up against a team like the Heat or the Celtics, then it's a different story. But uh, I think we will see, though, once they're like, once playoff basketball is happening and the Bucks are, you know, doing everything they possibly can to win, I think we're going to see a much more dangerous Bucks team. And I, I mean, I don't know. I, hmm. I might think, I might, I kind of want to pick the Bucks to win the East. I'm not, I'm not going to say that, but I think the playoffs are going to be an unbelievable chess match. I think Kevin Durant being healthy is really important for a lot of reasons. Obviously one of the, best scores to ever play but i think we're gonna have to see a lot of kevin durant at five for the brooklyn nets because i'm not sure you know deandre jordan's fast enough to guard these screen and rolls i'm not sure he's a high enough level defender uh effort player still to you know continue playing him at that five and what really interests me is the 76ers matchup versus the brooklyn nets if kd goes to the five obviously he can't guard and but nobody on um the the nets can we talked about this before, and I was kind of on the other side of it, but now, like, I'm kind of coming back. Ben Simmons' inability to shoot is going to be so big because you can make Kevin Durant at the five sustainable, maybe this. even just a little bit, if they can double team Embiid on the touch every time off of Ben Simmons. Yeah. So that that definitely That's what scares I, me a little bit for the 76ers. What was that? That was, that was our ben first Simmons. podcast? That was our first? Or it was either our first or a mock um yeah no a hundred percent because that's where the that's where um yeah we got into this about Giannis, but that's where when a yeah. team is specifically game planning to play a team for a seven game series it's so different the nba is so fast-paced see it this season you know more than ever teams are playing three games in five days or whatever you can only game plan a certain amount there's only so much these like you know guys can process okay we're playing this guy you know once you're like once you are just playing you're the milwaukee bucks you're playing only let's say the miami heat okay you're getting jimmy butler's tendencies down you're going okay when he drives left he does this he pulls up for a jump shot 50 percent of the time like off of this like you're getting into advanced things that you really can't get into in the regular season with such a fast-paced schedule so that's where things like ben simmons you you they create defensive schemes where really hurts you when you just have a guy who literally cannot shoot the basketball Maybe he should switch to his right hand. Recently made a video on, you know, that conspiracy, but uh, he just can't yeah. shoot. And he still can't shoot from the mid range, which is the, which to me, it's like, at least figure that out, you know? Like you, you can't shoot threes, fine. Get your mid range jumper down. Make mid range jump shots. Is it is it crazy to say that I don't think I'd want to play the New York Knicks in the playoffs? They're, they're on fire and is Derek Rose is crushing it. I recently watched them in person, um, and what uh, I got this Boston Celtics uh, rocking Boston because I was just recently there. 
bought that there. Every time I go to a stadium, I buy some uh, like you know stuff from there. But um, yeah, I recently just watched them in person. They are a team that is hungry and that it hungry, loves bro. each other though too. They that love is, defense too. They, and they can shoot. They're hungry. They could shoot and they play as a team and they're will. It's next man up with them too. They've got multiple guys that can that can do it. And um, I took a picture at the game. Uh, the Celtics, I mean, the Celtics are in a little bit of a di different situation looking back a few weeks later because winning just makes everyone happier. But Celtics all sitting on the bench. They were kind of just more of like a professional atmosphere. The Knicks, every single guy was up. You know, they were literally all off of their seats, cheering their guys on when, you know, high fives all around. You know, they loved each other. So, yeah, I wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs right now, especially with Julius Randle having such an incredible season. I mean, the man is just a bucket. Yeah. Called that one, by the way. I think a lot of Lakers fans did too, but I really didn't want Julius Randle to leave the Pelicans. Bro, Nerlens Noel. Uh, what'd you say, Mike? I was going to say, you I didn't want, want him to leave, leave the Lakers. <laughs> who, who would you rather have? Well, Nerlens Noel first, and then we'll play. Who would you rather have? Julius okay. Randle or Chris Hopps? Uh, you know, when it comes to the Knicks, they got a lot of guys that are playing out of their mind. And, you know, Nerlens Noel is one of those guys that immediately comes to mind to, for me. Because this guy has been an absolute anchor. I don't want to say he's playing like Rudy Gobert, but he's had like a Rudy Gobert type impact for the New York Knicks. I mean, it's just been that type of season for them. I'm really glad you didn't say he was playing with Rudy Gobert, but yeah, no, no, he has. He's been he's been impressive. It, honestly, multiple guys. You know, it's like you know, you got Julius Randle coming. He's having his own you know resurgence, renaissance, whatever you want to say. There, you got D Rose just coming back. You got. Nerlens, like guys right there are thriving and you know the man Tibbs he's you know he's finding success in New York where um, it's kind of makes you question like what happened in Minnesota Minnesota how bad were they yeah how bad are they I mean they're Who, just, Nerlens? They, they can't win honestly like we the question has to be asked we we have enough to talk about this podcast but question has to be asked about Carl Anthony Towns is as a winning player at some point like you know and there was He's, tons of questions of Carl Anthony Towns commitment and like wanting to win and everything I mean the whole Jimmy thing like that that was like a meme challenging all the starters whatever yeah it's kind of I was really expecting and I don't think it was that bold of a take to say coming into the season the Minnesota Timberwolves could be a potential like play-in tournament team. I don't yes. even think that's a hot take. I think that's expected. Yeah. So, and you have all their players like D'Angelo Russell. He's not having the best year, but to be he's fair, still they haven't played together. They have like a winning record when they play together. Yeah. Um, so Anthony Edwards was a hit. Carl Anthony Towns is at least when you look at his like stats at face value everything from advanced analytics to basic statistics he's doing well so i don't think it's fair to already say hey the timberwolves are bad because carl anthony towns doesn't want to win because i'm sure like in the case of when he was with wiggins and he was with jimmy butler yeah it's kind of a bad look when 
you have two really good cores around you and you're not able to make either of them succeed. But you also have to bear in mind that this is a guy that has gone through a lot over the past year. He lost it. He lost his mom to COVID. That's, he got COVID himself. And on, when you add in to the fact that he has a brand new head coach and on top of that, he has a new number one overall draft pick coming in. They haven't had an opportunity to really get together because summer was really crazy. He, he might be trying to shake off some cobwebs because he hasn't played basketball in like 10 months because of that long stretch of you know that long stretch where the nba was um took a hiatus i think that we should give him the benefit of the doubt because i don't think he's getting a fair shake here and i think at, we need to give him at least a year with this d'angelo russell um carl anthony towns anthony edwards core because also you're the minnesota freaking timberwolves you know you have to give them uh, credit. This is probably the best team they've assembled. I want to say probably since the KG era, you know, so give it time to grow. One of them's a rookie. I, One I of them. Mean, if you might mean best core assembled, but not team. I mean, they're, they're, yeah. no, no, core, core. Yeah. But like, bear in mind, it's a super young core. Carl Anthony Towns, 25. D'Angelo Russell is 25 as well. Anthony Edwards is just 20 and I'm sure they need to find the right head coach at the very least, give them like a year or two together. And I think they're going to be fine. Yeah. Um, I'm willing to, to give Kat a, a, a big pass. Yeah. I'll give him, he has this been year through a sure. lot, but uh, when it comes to like winning players, who has not been a winning player? I don't know if I like that term winning players. Like, can, can you actually like name somebody that like, you're like, Oh, well that guy just doesn't win. Russell Westbrook. Doesn't win. Russell Westbrook. What? That's not fair. Like, what are we doing? Like, what? What? He's uh, sometimes he doesn't win. Like your play style doesn't. What do you mean? Russell you're... Westbrook has made the playoffs like almost every season of his career. I don't. I'm not, I'm not sure talking he's been about. On I'm not talking championship. about. Championship. I'm, I'm talking about when I. Yeah. Okay. There's a difference between winning. Uh, yeah. I guess there's a difference between winning and championship player. Like, I don't think Russ's play style really lends okay, itself well, if much you, to if the championship. Okay. Well, if you want to feel like you can't win a championship with Russ as your number one or something, that's different. But, well, I'm not sure uh, you could win it, when it as a number two because he literally has a mindset of a number one. I don't know, man. Yeah. Russ has been phenomenal this season. And and Washington is where? I mean, that's not his fault. Have you seen their roster? Have you seen their injuries? Have you seen their coach? Yeah, I mean. It's, it's not it's not his they fault They still at have all. 49 games out of Russ, 47 games out of Bradley Beal. 47 I'm not saying he's not a good player. I'm saying that. So why aren't you questioning Bradley Beal? Because Russ has been successful just about everywhere he's been. I'll question Bradley um, Beal too. That I'm honestly, I'll question them both. I honestly would question um, Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook as a pairing because they're just not a good okay. defensive duo. They're a great offensive duo, but Bradley Beal is one of the biggest defensive liabilities in the entire NBA. Um, I have yet he's to see. Yeah. Russell Westbrook has been remarkable. He actually leads the NBA in clutch field goals this year, making 55.7%. Yeah. Absolutely game. dismantled the Pelicans. Like, this guy just willed them to a win. Right. It was just I'm just, I'm just not going to forget the fact that KD just wanted to, did not want to play with him anymore, just got sick of him. And also, didn't the fact KD that get tired in, of the Warriors? Came in like, Paul George. Yeah. Also, KD, Paul like, George also never made it past the first round with a team that had plenty of talent to do so. I mean, also those OKC Thunder teams with Paul George and Carmelo Anthony were just poorly assembled, in my opinion, and didn't. Yeah, have those were terrible. Coaching. 
Yeah. It took them, they never got shooters around Russell. Well, I see why Katie wanted to leave. I mean, that stuff was a joke. I mean, also like, I don't know. I don't want to go back to an argument we should be having in 2016, but I do, I do sure. still perceive Katie leaving that OKC Thunder team as one of the weakest moves in not only NBA, Seriously. but probably all of sports history. No, no, well, no. yeah, of course. I agree with you. He went to the team that beat him. And yeah. I don't know, man. They definitely could have won a championship that year. That's on KD and Russ. That's not just Russ. If Clay does not catch on the most fire I have ever seen someone be on, they literally are in the finals. So that takes us back to you saying you can't see Russ being a number two because he definitely should have been in the yeah, finals. Yeah, but here's that the year. difference. Well, well, here's here's what I'll continue to say. Once once Clay did catch on fire down the stretch of that game, Russ and KD were both horrible. Both of them. That I, I think I think that's a massive outlier, but um, an outlier. And I, again, I think how is it a massive outlier? His entire career has been that. Well, no. Um, Kevin Durant's been phenomenal. No, I'm talking about Russ. His entire career his has career. been that. Okay, well, you, you could say then Kevin Durant's an outlier. It takes maybe one of them having a good game for them to win. No. So do you, end do of the day, Russell Westbrook, I just do not think is someone that a lot of players want to play with. Really. Why is that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. What gives you that? Just, uh, what gives you that impression? Everybody's always said he's a great teammate, from Oladipo to you know just. I like think everybody. he's. A, I think he's a good teammate off the court, but you know, I, and on the court too, like as a leader. But I will definitely uh, die on the hill of Russell Westbrook takes horrible shots down the stretch. Uh, he has proven that time and time again, and now we're at the point where it's just like repetitive at this point. This conversation has been had. I think uh, if he truly wanted to win a championship, he's going to have a pretty good opportunity to win a championship after this contract. His age 34 season, 2023 free agency, he could take a pay cut, maybe assume a lesser role. I think Russell Westbrook, a 34-year-old Russell Westbrook, that's not nearly as dominant now, coming off of your bench as your sixth man with man. a bunch of shooters Dude, I don't around think him. He has, I don't think yeah, that is my problem. Um, I don't think his mentality will ever, like, like Kobe, you never saw Kobe come off the bench. You never saw, like, Allen Iverson, like, he, they, I think there are just certain players that, that doesn't work. Like once they get True. older and they age out of stardom, it's like they're kind of just it doesn't work anymore. Like All someone right. like Vince Carter transitioned perfectly into a role player type role. I don't I don't see well, Russ doing that. But I if he proves me wrong, you know, I'm all for improving me wrong. I mean I'm if not he's truly on, the I'm not hating on him as a person. As a person, he seems like a great guy, family guy, you know, he seems like, you know, I like him, but as just as a basketball player, I you know don't really love some if, of the way he's played. If he's truly a uh, remarkable teammate, then he should have no problem transitioning to a lesser role to win a championship if he's truly a great teammate. And I guess only time will be able to tell us that for sure. I mean, I so, guess if Carmelo Anthony could do it, then Russ could do it as well. Carmelo Anthony didn't have a choice. It was like, listen, buddy, like the game... Well, Russ isn't going to have a choice is, either when he gets older. Yeah, so... I'm sure when it's like assume a lesser role or no more basketball for you, they kind of come around to the high level that Russ is still playing at. He's going to be 33 this year. Just a little note. No, I'm I'm not saying what Russ does as an individual is not incredible. I'm just saying that, you know, I don't think that that if I was building a franchise, I would not want Russell Westbrook as my one or two guy. And prime Russell Westbrook as well. There are so many more guys I'd rather have. So, 
I love rubbing salt in Coop's wounds. You know, I kind of live for it here. And at least at the time we were recording this video, the last time the Pelicans played a game, it was against the red hot New York Knicks and a specific individual that should have been traded a couple months ago, but didn't return from injury. And Coop, what did you think about his uh, performance? How are you feeling about Lonzo Ball currently? Whoa. Um... I can't wait for him uh, to return to Los Angeles. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's going to be crazy, man. We didn't pay Schroeder, so we could pay Zoe. Come on now. Our Lakers making moves, Mike. Moves, I, don't, man. I don't think we're giving up on Schro uh, Schroeder. Schroeder. Schroeder's been You're going to pay him over $21 million per year? All I right, mean, wait, first we'll of see. all, we're talking about single games here. I mean, he had a bad stretch of two games. Like, I mean, yeah, I but it's Lonzo, you know, it's we're talking it's about, a, yeah, when we're talking about Zoe, it's just what does he bring to the court? Like, you know, if, if shooting is all he's going to bring, then I know, mean, it's tough, if you it's look tough at, to if you look at I'm looking at his last his last two games, horrible moving on beyond that. His last, uh, the game did you see how that? the Pelicans lost versus the Knicks? Did you, did you, catch yeah, that? no, I, I saw, did you saw what Zoe did? We're talking about when he left, uh, when he left uh, the shooter. Wide in the open corner. shooter in the corner. I wouldn't yeah. say wide open by any means, I mean, but he, yeah. took, he definitely I mean, took. Yeah, he, he still got a decent contest, but there's no reason to leave that guy. What Reg, Reg Bulk, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean the best shooter. On for the some reason, I've actually shooter. watched that game three three times in the last two days because uh, I currently have MSG is just playing on my, in my living room and it keeps replaying that game. So it's just, yeah. I've seen <laughs> clips of it multiple times. Um, yeah, he shouldn't have taken the step, but like he took one. To be to be fair, I mean, no, I'm not gonna no. kill him for it. It was a pretty contested shot. It was a, it was a it was a terrible step. You don't leave that guy in any situation. I mean, yeah. I mean, did you like how much time was left on the clock though? It wasn't like there was zero seconds left. So yeah, who knows what happens yeah. at, if after that? But yeah, I mean, he definitely made it. That's a bad mental error. I definitely think because he's Lonzo though, he's getting more hate on that than a normal I don't, I don't know i don't know I, I don't know if i've seen as many people you know just right I, I don't know I, I i i can't agree with that one i can't agree with that one you I don't, don't think like he's getting been, more hate than he no I, I don't like, think there's been like masses of lonzo hate recently nah I, I i really don't think so i think a lot of people at least when it comes to the pelicans have been blaming bledsoe because he was told to foul on the inbounds play and bledsoe flat out said i i wasn't paying attention i forgot like, oh, so you're just saying you don't what, think? Well, I saw on Twitter a bunch of people what, ripping Lonzo. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I didn't see that. It was a pretty remarkable game for you guys because after that game, Zion Williamson gave the media a nice little soundbite when he said he loves playing in New York. Yeah, LeBron also gave the media that same soundbite. Where's Where's uh, LeBron right now, Mike? So did Kobe. So did Michael Jordan. But New York is yeah. coming up. You know, like before New York was kind of. How do we know that, for one? How do we know this isn't an, an outlier of a season for one? I, I mean, love New York. New York fans are going to get mad at me. I don't like what you're doing here. But you don't like you know, what I'm doing? Literally, no. Russell Westbrook stands are some of the most attack happy. Bro, yeah, we're going to get destroyed by Kevin. I'm about to be responding to their comments in like, you know, we should, we should just do like a segment where we bring on people onto the podcast. Yeah, 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 you're right. To yell at us. And Lonzo. Literally, you're back. And Kevin Durant. Seriously, we got to get Mike on the other end of some of this. Like, what? I'm tired of this. You know what? Actually, no. Perfect, perfect thing. I mean, honestly, 
Like, yeah, I agree. I don't really think Zion is that means all too much, you know. I mean, who doesn't love playing New York? Yeah. It's Madison Square Garden. To be you know? fair, if I'm a Knicks fan, I'm running with that quote too. Like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm sure the Zion on. jersey edits are there, but it makes no sense. I mean, Zion's not going to be a free agent for for five minimum years. Minimum yeah. three, ninety-five percent five, because he could technically, if he wanted to play out his rookie contract and then somehow decide, even though he is an injury risk, decide to take about like what, 15 million probably would be the option that he would get or like something around there, maybe whatever, instead of making like 30 plus million and locking into a contract where he'll be set for life. So yeah, like he's almost definitely just in New Orleans for uh, seven years. Yeah. At least. Yeah. So, I agree. Also, I, maybe uh, seven, but seven, you know, six, six five, five or six years from now, Knicks fans, I don't know, maybe. Free agency is yeah. looking great in uh, 2026 or 2027. Bro, in, in 2021, I'm more shocked when players stay with their teams, to be honest with you. And honestly, if yeah. we don't have a winner around Zion by that time, like, just screw it. Like, where are we going, Zion? Like, yeah, it's true. He, I mean, he, the whole same thing's happening with uh, the Bulls with everything. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you on that one, bro. Uh, I feel you he, on that one. Hardcore. His start to his career is literally like is very similar to the start of LeBron James's career. Although LeBron did it in a much slower pace era and Zion has more. Do you mean like, like statistically? Uh, because statistically. Yeah. So like LeBron oh, is clearly more. Yeah, okay. clearly LeBron's. Yeah. I was uh, about to say. Yeah. Yeah. True. I'm saying like in terms of like the ways living up to his hype so far, he's doing a remarkable job and I hope he continues to stay healthy and continues to crush it. But I also wanted to tell you, I do think that it's different for New York this time. I don't think this is an outlier because I think there are like two major contributors to their success. Well, in reality, one. One is the fact that they hired Leon Rose, you know, very similar to the move that the Lakers made, hiring a successful agent as your general manager that understands the CBA, embraces analytics. Brilliant move. Like after that, Leon Rose brought in Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau decided to play five out with Julius Randle. It's just like a series of good decisions being, Coop, why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> You're killing it. You're killing it. Just keep going. I, I want to I see where this is going. No, it's just like a series of good decisions that have been made. Trading for Derrick Rose, another small, slick decision. Telling RJ yeah, Barrett uh, that you should be a spot-up shooter. And, and uh, I don't know. I, I'm just going to say... Uh, as much as I love New York, and I think they're going to be great long term, I've right. seen their name, and I don't know if this is just like rumors and stuff. I've seen them interested in like every mid free agent and person that's possibly available for trade, like, like, you know, like uh, New York. This future is going to be yeah. I, they have to be very careful because if they like, do like sign someone like Lonzo, to, like, they want to throw a bag contract. at Lonzo Ball. Yeah, if they like, throw a bag at Lonzo. Or, 30 at Lonzo like you're not somebody that's set up great for the future in my opinion I think and, that's uh, good I, I think that's mainly to sell tickets to be honest that's not then if you're trying to sell tickets then that's a problem if you're just trying to sell tickets your goal should never just to be so, to sell tickets if you win Man, people are gonna the come Knicks could be, imagine if the Knicks had not messed up both the Knicks OB really don't Kevin Knox yeah, the Knicks really Bro. don't need to sell tickets either, honestly. I mean, it's New York. They're selling out probably every game. Halliburton went after OB. I'm looking. And I actually they, like the OB pick. This is crazy, but that is, Julius really? Randle. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. I think 
Yeah, I mean, he's but yeah, too he's legit, old. Man. The same, he is we old. Did. No, he's for sure old, but he's 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 talented, man. It's just that Julius Randle is not leaving a lot of minutes to spare, which also is a concern for me. If you're uh, good, if you go if look you're at good Randall's, enough, you're playing. He's averaging four a game. Well, no, not if I don't know. Not not on a Thibs team. I I I disagree. Okay, I, I, I think, sure, sure. Yeah, fair. fair. Yeah. And Julius Randle's, like, have you seen his minutes recently, bro? They're so high. I think, like, 38, 43, 40, like, Yeesh. 37. Like, yeah, we're, we're going down the same wormhole, which I hope doesn't end up like it has in the past. You know, that's always been one of my major concerns with Tibbs. Like, yo, like, um, you're going to bring winning, but let's let's keep the minutes managed. Julius is leading the NBA in 37.4 minutes per game. No surprise. Literally, no surprise. Tibbs can't help yeah. himself. Literally, he kn he knows that is his biggest like flaw. Like everyone says that. Everyone's like Tibbs plays guys too much, and that's the only guy he's playing too much is Julius. Like Arjun's playing thirty four. Bullock's playing the third most at twenty eight right now. But um. Oh, nice. But yeah, I mean, you got to be careful. Like literally, the thing is, the Knicks, I guess, are. The, the way Tibbs coaches is he knows right now, like the Knicks are not in a position where they could be throwing away games. They're not like a guaranteed yeah. playoff. Like, like they're just yeah. cruising to the playoffs. So he's, he coaches the games. Like they're like, okay, this is a playoff like type kind of game, not full on, but more than another regular season coach would, would coach a team. That's why guys put, end up playing tons of minutes like this. I wanted to ask you guys about Steph Curry. Because the Golden State Warriors are crushing it right now, and he's literally like carrying them. Yeah, he's got no help. None. Oh, Steph Curry. All right, I I would love to jump off this segment with, um, do you think Steph Curry is getting enough praise or is too much hate? I'm not even sure what's going on right now because I'm not kidding when I say that. Like, I swear I look at Twitter and every single time I see Steph's name. It's either like someone praising him to no end, which I think he deserves with the run that he's been having, or everyone's going like pointing out like James Harden when he like dragged the team to the playoffs, Kobe, uh, you know, Russ, the sing the one year that yeah. he was by himself. Uh, and they're going like Steph's only the nine or 10 seed or whatever they are right now. And he's getting hate for that. I don't understand. Like, think, are people I watching these games? Well, I think that <laughs> this is going to be such a very, like, people are going to hate this take. Yeah. But unless if, and I really doubt that, uh, I really doubt it, but unless if, by some miracle, Clay Thompson is set to come back for playoff time, which he's not, he tore his Achilles, like, right before the season started, I think that he's not the Gordon, back. he's not going to come back. There's zero chance. Like, no, I think no. the Golden State Warriors should like rest Steph for the rest of the year. And, you know, he's getting up there in age. He's 33 years old. He's crushing it, like 31 points per game, five rebounds, six assists, like 27 PER in 8.2 OBPM. I just don't see what's the point in playing to just make it into the play-in tournament and you know then probably be a first round I mean, it's on it. Steph, honestly it's, it's it's not like you know steph's earned the basically to be like i want to play i want to make the playoffs i want to be doing this he's having a so, blast out there you see steph 
The other, like every time he makes a three, he's doing some kind of dance. Oh yeah, it, it's it's fun to watch. Yeah, it's definitely so fun to so watch. Draymond is averaging seven points. Seven. All right, we're, we were talking about prime Ibaka. Don't, don't, <laughs> we were talking about primes. All right. What yeah, I, yeah, what I'm, I joking, I'm joking. Out, I'm joking. I'm joking. Relax. Relax. About relax, Steph, relax. Um, recently, okay, so recently we are currently in a stretch where since April, I'm on basketball reference, Steph is averaging 39.9 points per game in nine games. He's shooting around 56%, okay, 49% from three, but here's the craziest number. He is attempting 14 three-pointers a game and making seven of them. God, yeah, and 14 his threes a game. When his career is over, we're going to ask why he didn't shoot more. Probably. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> the new norm is going to be like shooting 23s per game. <laughs> Did you see the list? Did you see the list um, that was put out recently? It was, um, okay, it was Steph Curry. Let me try to pull this up real quick. It was games with 10 plus three-pointers made in NBA history, okay? We've got top of the list, 20, Steph Curry, all right? You scroll down. Who's number two? On this list is still Steph Curry with five just this season. No other player in NBA history other than Clay. Clay also has five in his career. Steph has five this season. All right. No other player has more than two. All right. Yep. Steph in his last four games has made at least 10 three pointers. Three out of his last four games. Three out of his last four. And that would, that in the last four games, Steph, if would be just in those four games alone, would be number two on that list behind Clay in games with 10 plus threes in NBA history. Oh my God. What he's doing right now is unreal. I don't, I don't think he deserves any of the hate at all. I mean, again, I want to bring the conversation back to that because what do you guys think when we talk about guys, you know, Russ bringing his team to the playoffs? with not as much talent on the roster. James Harden bringing his team to the playoffs with not as much talent on the roster. Like, what is your take on that? Because I'm personally thinking, I mean, yeah, the one team I could see in the West I, that I I would think that the Warriors should be better than the Grizzlies. But other than that, I mean, the seventh nah. seed in the West is the Mavericks who have- James Harden, if Wiseman's healthy, he's taking that team to the playoffs. I mean, well, here's the thing. If Wiseman's healthy, yeah. I, I'm very much in the boat of, well, I have multiple opinions. One, I think Steph is kind of having like his Kobe Bryant post Shaq year right now, where like he already had to like take a slightly lesser role in order to fit in with Clay and KD and win championships. Then he took a year off. Now he's on a team that isn't nearly at the same point. And this is a guy that Look, I'm going to be honest, I kind of resent him for changing the NBA to what it is because I um, because like I get bored of like isolation heavy basketball from time to time. And I, I think it's going to change I'm, regardless. He just sped it up. But OK, yeah, probably. Yeah, we should embrace change. But at the same time, I'm very much in the boat of like, what else do you want from the guy? Like you want him to take a step back and take a lesser role so he could win a championship with teammates. He'll do it. You want him to like carry his team to the NBA playoffs, he'll do it. And you hear such good things about him in the locker room. I really don't understand why he gets the hate he does. And he's probably one of the 
if no, he is the greatest shooter we've ever seen in NBA history. Yeah, no. I think that we should just sit back and uh, appreciate it and enjoy it, just as we tell LeBron haters to appreciate LeBron James or KD haters to appreciate Kevin Durant. Oh, I have a statement here. I have a, I, I, five years, four or five years ago, I, I said this a few times in a video. It's because people love to hate on greatness. It happens all the time. That's why people hate on Michael Jordan, LeBron James. You see all the time, people get divisive when someone is truly great. I think Steph Curry is embodies greatness. If you literally have just watched him play recently, you know, how old, how old is Steph right now? 33. 30, well, how old? He just turned 33. Yeah, 33 years old and he's doing this. Like he's incredible. But, um, yeah. you know, and the, the Warriors are the nine seed right now. They're just missing the playoffs. They've had injuries. They haven't had a full roster the whole year. I mean, plenty of teams have had injuries this year. But, you know, what I will say is also, I mean, the James Harden thing, fair, sure. He did make the playoffs. He dragged a horrible roster to the playoffs. That was very impressive. But Kobe, the ne- the year right after... You know, you said Kobe's post Shaq year. Kobe's post Shaq year, they went 34 and 48. It was a year after where they made the playoffs. Yeah, I, well, you know, I was kind of making an analogy there. Um, yeah, I'm just saying, like, I'm just pointing out to like everyone that's like, look what Kobe did. Like, you know, Kobe had it. If you're going to say everyone unanimously agrees at this point that um, Kobe, top one of the top players of all time, he had a, a season where he was the best player on uh not so great roster they won 34 games missed playoffs um i have a question because this is something that came out weeks and weeks ago we missed it in our last podcast episode i got a lot of hate for this by the way because a lot of people come to me for like their nba news and they're like how dare you even report this but i fully believe this um we heard a couple weeks ago that lebron james was trying to recruit steph curry to the lakers Now, by the time Steph Curry's contract expires, we have like another like two years. LeBron James and Steph Curry. uh, Here, let me just make sure I got this right. Yeah, Steph Curry's contract is set to expire in about two. Yeah, and wow, at the end of the 2022 season. Next year. At the end of next year. So. Do you buy the report that, first of all, do you buy the report that LeBron was trying to recruit Steph Curry? Do which you is a buy complete, the reports is the question, Lakers fan. Do I, do I buy the report that LeBron was trying to recruit Steph? Yes. Do, do I you think buy, Steph... Do, do you, oh, yeah. Okay. I agree with that. But do you think it's possible? Do I think Steph it's possible? It? No, not at all. It doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever, to be honest. Um, I would love it. But I would love it. I buy the report because LeBron James always just struck me as the type of guy where he's going on these little recruiting missions, trying to put himself in the best position to win championships. Very similar to what Tom Brady does for football. You know, he takes pay cuts and he puts like good players around him and he wins Super Bowls. So LeBron is trying to do the same thing. But at the same time, LeBron gets turned down all the time. He tried recruiting Kyrie Irving to the Lakers before he went to the Nets. He tried recruiting Kawhi Leonard to the Lakers, and that didn't work out either. So LeBron James takes a lot of L's during his recruiting, but at least he tries. In Steph Curry's circumstance, the legacy that he established for the Golden State Warriors, in my opinion, he is the greatest Golden State Warrior of all time. 
in the modern era. So what he's done I'll there. Say any era. Like if you're gonna like yeah, like Will played on the Warriors, but like yeah, I mean like if you you gotta I just take the big picture here. It's what Steph means to the team too, won multiple championships, multiple MVPs. Yeah, I definitely think greatest warrior ever. Yeah, um, and this is kind of what frustrated me because like typically people see the headline that I put on the video saying LeBron is recruiting Steph Curry to the Lakers and they think that I automatically assume because I'm a Laker fan that Steph Curry is going to come. Steph has a better chance staying in Golden State and winning there than coming to the Lakers and teaming up with LeBron James, who's going to be 38, by the way, by that time. So if you stay in Golden State, say you're with Clay Thompson and Draymond Green still, they're up there in years. Clay Thompson's like coming off of two major, major, major injuries as well. You have James Wiseman. You have a bunch of assets there. You could potentially lure. I really think they have a legitimate shot at luring Kawhi Leonard away from the Clippers to the Golden State Warriors because it's still oh, California. You? That is my I thing. do. That is my thing. I think it's a br- it could be your thing. I, I think it's brilliant. You suggested right, it to me and I, would, I thought I it was absolutely brilliant. I, yeah. I agree. So, I think that there's th- more more of a chance that we see someone else playing in a Warriors uniform that's a high level player than we see Steph moving for sure. Yeah. Like, it, it makes no sense to me. Steph's already he's already done his thing. He's already won championships. He's already won MVPs. You look at the man out there like we've seen we've seen guys that are unhappy in the situations that they're in. You know, you watch like a James Harden play with the Rocks this year and you're like this guy does not want to be there. He wants to get moved. Steph is having a blast playing for a team that is not contending for a title right now. He's very happy in Golden State. I if he freaking if he left, I would be so disappointed. Yeah, I mean, like they're just, obviously, you I wouldn't say thing, I wouldn't like, say he's having a blast. I mean, it's obvious. I mean, I do think he's having fun playing basketball right now. But he's been on the record like multiple times voicing his frustration with like yeah, Ray true. And, okay, like the but, rest of the roster. Like, but on the court, you know, we've uncharacteristic things from Steph we've seen this season. I'd say, Here, so. Here's the thing: um, the Warriors have several things that are better than the Los Angeles Lakers, and I'm a Laker fan. Bear in mind, like. I think their front, their organization currently is significantly better than the Lakers. Obviously, the Lakers, I person, I personally view as like a broken house that was like rebuilt and with LeBron James and like LeBron James is just like holding the bits of the house together. Uh, Whereas yeah. I view the Golden State Warriors as like a legitimate like machine, beautiful mansion built. And I don't know about vi- that one. Here's the thing. They just make I I judge based off of who is making smart decisions on a consistent basis. Yeah, the Lakers went and they got LeBron James. Then you kind of saw LeBron James's influence on the Lakers. You know, I like Kyle Kuzma, sign him to an extension. I like KCP. We had his bird right. So they brought KCP back and they pretty much signed all the players that LeBron James would like on the team and had him come back. You look at the Golden State Warriors. This is a team that just makes consistent good decisions okay we're losing kevin durant let's trade him for d'angelo russell and get some uh get like i think they got a late pick from that as well all right d'angelo russell is now on our team clearly he's not going to be here for a while let's ship him away for a piece that could potentially fit alongside our core andrew wiggins and get a pick as well out of that so it's just like little moves like this make me think that okay Curry has a better chance at winning with the Golden State Warriors over the Lakers. But on top of that, there isn't a lot of upside for him at this point to leave a team that believed in him 
even though he had a very, I don't know if you guys remember, but he had a very rough start to his career dealing with a lot of injuries. There was a time where people thought that the Warriors would keep Monte Ellis over him. And Whoa. it just, what? Yeah, lol. But, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to uh, cut you off, but I don't think it's I don't think it's that simple. You know, I think there's a reality where Steph does leave. And I think there's definitely one where he stays. And I think staying is more likely. But ultimately, especially with Wiseman getting hurt this year, I think the Warriors may be forced to make a decision on, OK, well, do we want to build slow for the long term or do we want to cash in on Steph's prime? Because I'm sure if Steph is still playing this high-level basketball, which we know he's going to be, and you know the Warriors, they might get minis picked this year. Um, you know, they got they got a lot of what ifs. You know, if I'm Steph, I'm you know, yeah, this team believed in me. Yeah, they did this, but maybe I feel a, a little disrespected if you know we're not going all in on arguably the greatest point guard of all time in their late prime. You know what I'm saying? That's how true. are they not going all if in? They don't. Yeah, they yeah. Well, this offseason is two don't, different timelines. Yeah, like I mean, yeah, there's James two Wiseman's different. Not on the same timeline, and also yeah, the Minnesota pick is going to be absolutely huge for either team because it's only top three protection. Yeah, that so. could get those guys could get you some great I, win now pieces. Falls and right I, now, six. and right now, Wiseman and Draymond just they don't play spectacular together. Curry's just not been using them correctly. Um, you know, the I Warriors. Do. Go ahead, Mike. I do agree with you, but like, here's the thing. Another team that suffered from something similar to this kind of is the Boston Celtics. You know, they had Kyrie, they had like an opportunity to like go in, you know, you have Kyrie, some young players around you. You could get them some additional pieces. I think Kyrie Horford and Jake, no Kyrie and Horford and like Tatum and Brown. And you had an opportunity to trade some players in order to get like a big fish. And Danny Ainge was getting called out by the Boston Celtics for not making that big trade, bringing in another star. And I think he was offered uh, he was offered multiple trades that he turned down just so he could hoard his assets. Whereas if you look at the Golden State Warriors, I think if you give him an opportunity to double down on Cur uh, Curry's final years, they'll happily take it and run. But so far... What trade was offered to them that they turned down? They were really active during the deadline. They were looking everywhere from Victor Oladipo to Lonzo Ball, but there weren't really any good pieces those on the trade. Those aren't good moves to me. Those are desperation moves. Listen, I, I, mean, will, yeah. I will say, I, I don't think the Warriors, I think they, I definitely think they're going to go with the route of try to win with Steph. Cashing in. Yeah, yeah because, makes the most sense. Because they don't, well, they have James Wiseman and who else? Like that's the thing. It's not like they have a young team yeah. and Steph. Yeah. And it's like it's literally James Wiseman. Like you're, I mean, if he was a transcendent, you know, out of the gate, like you had like pro, like prime. Yeah. I mean, a Tim Duncan type rookie or something like that. Then like maybe it's a different story, and maybe you're like, okay, we build around. But you have James Wiseman, and then you have a roster full of question marks. So yeah. really, I think they're gonna just do whatever they can to yeah. win now and possibly make a run you never know i mean you never know like there's a lot of very talented teams the nba is very top heavy at this point so it's gonna be very difficult to win a championship but it's difficult for anyone so the best thing you can do is give yourself the best chance and when you have a guy like steph who can just go off on any playoff series i i would say that you know they're gonna just ride out his prime ride out the rest of however yeah. good he is i mean i don't know I, when, I hope when he ends 
I hope they get somebody good because uh, Draymond being the best playmaker that Steph's ever played played with just don't sit right with me. I mean, oh, here we go again. Here we go. <laughs> well, I don't think Lonzo's here, that. Nah, here, I'm okay, gonna get okay. a lot of hate. Was, yeah. here, yeah. Here's the let thing. Like, <laughs> I mean, you can't relax. You cannot let the comments let make me, you let me, change let me, your let me takes. relax. I'm over here talking about Russell. Okay, Westbrook. okay, okay. You think Lonzo's a better playmaker than Draymond? No, 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 no. Here we okay. go again. Here we no, go again. Oh, my God. I mean, oh, my God. Look at the okay. stats. Good answer. Been, Good uh, answer. It hasn't Pass. been proven ever. I think a lot of it's also going to depend on where that pick falls. But, like, looking at this year's NBA draft, no matter where that pick falls, it's going to be an awkward fit for them. Are you going to take, like, Jalen Suggs? Are you going to take Evan Mobley? Are you going to take Jalen Green? Like, Jalen Green is not a is a shooting guard, and they could use him, but he's no, not I don't a great think they jump shooter. I feel like they have to trade that pick. Like, they, they have to the trade pick, that they pick. Have to trade. I wish, imagine, why didn't they take LaMelo right now? Just, just based on trade value alone. I guess it was. I think that was an emotional decision, to be honest. Yeah, Lamelo would have been a great fit too, honestly. I mean, they, they need another playmaker. Like, right. imagine, if, imagine we'd watch Steph and Lamelo. Oh, oh man, like, that yeah, that's sick. That, it's like, you know, I, this is gonna sound kind of cruel, and I hope it doesn't sound too cruel. But if, and you know, again, what happened to Clay Thompson's horrible. But I don't think what are you about to say? What is that? I don't think there's a bigger <laughs> sign from the bat. No, I don't think there's a bigger sign from the basketball gods that say, "Hey, Golden State Warriors, draft Lamelo Ball," than having Clay Thompson tear his Achilles the day before the NBA draft. And honestly, I hope the decision was made before then. Yeah, I mean, like, no, they already had their mind made up, and they're like, "Okay." I think it was an emotional decision because of what Clay meant to the Golden State Warriors, but. If you ask me, what would make a little bit more sense is you draft LaMelo Ball, you wait for Klay Thompson to come back, then you play Klay Thompson as like a sixth man. You reduce his minutes because he tore his ACL and his Achilles. Like, I hope I'm wrong. I hope like he returns to form and he's the same player that he once was. But I'm just thinking realistically, those are like, yeah. yeah, those are like two absolutely like devastating injuries like i grew up in an era we all grew up in an era where an acl tear meant okay you are no longer the same again and an achilles tear definitely meant that you're no longer the same again yeah it happened to brandon jennings his career was over yeah so seeing both of those on one leg i just i wish they like thought it through a little bit more and i hope i'm wrong Brandon Jennings' career wasn't over, by the way. He played like another three seasons in the NBA, but, but he wasn't he was the same. Never close to the same player. Yeah. Would you rather have Julius Randle or Kristaps Porzingis on your team right now? That's that's not fair, man. That's that's a cheap shot at Kristaps. Kristaps, if you're watching this, Mike Korzimba does not love you. First of all, that's not true at all. But second of all, continue. Okay, so who would you who would you pick? Who would I rather Randall, right? have on my team yeah. right now? Yeah, right now. Um, easy easy answer. I mean, I would rather have Chris stops Porzingis. Whoa. Okay, maybe it wasn't a low blow. That's kind of Yeah. That's uh, that's intense. As yeah, long cool. as would you he's say healthy, though. <laughs> that's a major the, which if. Is, that's where yeah. I'm like going, I don't know because I mean, I believe I I, I don't want to downplay Julius's season right now because he's having an incredible year. Um, my whole thing is I want to see a second season of it because we have seen plenty of seasons. 
I can't name them off the top of my head, but not plenty. But there have been guys that Whoa. have had, you know, great one one year, two years. Joey's been doing it though. He just hasn't. Yeah, been I was getting, about to he say he's been, been doing this like he his just hasn't whole been getting respect. His playmaking has gone up tremendously this year. Yeah, but, what's also changed is he's he's in a great defensive system, which you know yeah. a system that needs scorers. So I'm just thinking like I'm just thinking of the two players like. I'm thinking of like fit next to Luca or whatever, like because I don't think either of them are at all fitting next a to number Luka one is, option. Like fitting for next to Luca is tough contender, but I'm just yeah. thinking like you know who would I rather have if they're the number two or number three guy? It's I yeah. think it's a tougher question, honestly. I don't I don't know. That's it's a pretty tough question. I didn't know you were talking about for the Mavs unpopular opinion. No, I'm I talking about in general. Mavs? I get. Well, oh. I mean. There's like multiple things here because it's like who's better, but then it's also like who would you like want on like if he was your number two or three guy? Oh yeah, 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 you yeah. You know, yeah, like I it's two saying. different like questions. Yeah. I think the Mavs are in a tough spot, to be honest. Also, I don't. Tough. I look at that I team know. and I'm uh, like, I, mean, I don't. Yeah. I don't know how to fix them. It's really like they, in my opinion, that team has everything it needs, and I don't know Ooh. how to fix them. Like, bro, like what? you have Luca, you have a good complimentary, you have a good complimentary piece with Chris Tapps Porzingis. You have multiple really freaking good jump shooters. Like, yeah, you, you have players like, um, well, actually, no, you don't have multiple really good. You have JJ Redick, you have Tim Hardaway Jr. There are some holes. I thought for some reason, I guess I'm a little burnt out. I thought Seth Curry was still on the Mavericks, yeah, but he's not. It's, a, it's, it's, I mean, it's not the best roster. I don't know what they. I don't know what they do though. I agree with that because I don't know what pieces they have. I they don't have much cap space freed up though. Actually, this season they are literally losing over forty five million dollars in cap space. So, whoa, over I yeah, feel like about fifty, about fifty three. I if I'm count, I'm just going right what I'm seeing on Basketball Reference. But Tim Hardaway Jr. free agent this year. JJ free agent that right there is already thirty one uh, two million. And then Josh Richardson, team, uh, player option. That's another $11 million. So that's 43 And then they've got uh, another $7.5 million. That's $50 million that's coming off the books this year. So Kawhi Leonard to the Mavericks is the question. <laughs> um, what's also very important uh, for this offseason is that Luca is still on his rookie contract for this last year. Oh, yeah. Next year, they have to pay him going into next year's free agency. They're going to have to, of course, max him out. But this season, they still, for the 2022 season, he'll only be $10 million. So they got to get guys in free agency this season. And so, wait, what was your guy? What were your guys' answers to Kristaps and Randall? I'm the only one that no, answered Christops. this. Kristaps. What? For sure, Kristaps. That's crazy. I take Randall. Easy. All right. So now you two, I'll play moderator. You two debate this out because I I, uh, I already saw. Kristaps I mean, uh, ob- is a. Uh, go ahead, Mike. Sorry, didn't mean. To I mean, obviously, that. it depends on what team. You know, like you can't just say. Yeah. Are you saying who's the? Okay, let's do both. Right. Sw- would you rather Kristaps? Uh, who would you rather have on the Knicks? Who would you rather have on the Mavs? Are they perfect on um, teams? I think oh. kind of like, I feel like kind of the answer works both ways. I mean, uh, I would still have Kristaps on the I'm not answering either of those. Just give me Julius. Right. Just Damn. give me Julius. Julius is healthy, playing big minutes. Give me Julius. 
Kristaps is slow, can't guard fours, um, you know, Chris heavy feet, not great. Might get played off the floor in the playoffs. You know, I say Kristaps is, is the better complementary player because Julius is ball dominant. And that's the only thing. Like, Based in terms off of, of ball dominance, the I Mavs mean, could use another scorer. True, but a but a the, whoever they get that could score has to play off of Luca. Back to Kristaps versus Julius Randle, I would probably take Kristaps as a better complementary player, spot a shooter. That's my. Final if you want answer. shooting, I think Julius probably shoots better from three than Kristaps. Kristaps is well. You have to look uh, for that. We need to look at catch and shoot stats. Which all right, Ju the verdict is in. Kristaps. Shoots 5.7 three-pointers a game off catch-and-shoot threes. Makes 2.1, 36.5%. Julius shoots less, but four, so it's not like much less, and makes 1.6 at 41%. So he mm. is shooting better than Porzingis. Yo, that's elite. That's, that's nice. You know what? Actually, I don't want to change my take mid-pod, but I'm going to change my pod. You know what? I'm changing it. I'm going with Julius Randle because... Not only that, I think Julius gives you more options, gives you more a small ball five, and you could play yep. a rim protector with him as well. Gives you more options, and yep. he provides and he provides playmaking, which was my whole thing with Draymond before, compared to Ibaka. So, I've switched to Coop side, Mike. I, I swear, you just go to Coop side just so you can argue with me. I, that's not <laughs> like, true at all. We were, you know what? You know what? I would love to point out was very confusing. We were literally on the same side before, and Coop didn't even know. When? With the Kevin Durant thing. Oh. Yeah, Coop was literally had to ask you when you're like, I will, you know, I will stick to my guns. Coop was like, What is your gun? <laughs> so that was our opportunity that was our opportunity to just have it on the same side and just go against coop and you just <laughs> we didn't do it I don't it was know. a good maybe opportunity to flex like we'll team up and it'll work better uh all right well um i gotta run guys oh it's okay all right well there you have it guys thank you for watching hope you enjoyed lace up podcast thank you guys for all of your amazing comments Remember, we are giving away a PS5 or Xbox Series X at 40,000 subscribers. We're getting close. What are we at right now, guys? Let me see. We are, at the time, we're making this 17,200. 17,200. Um, that's about a third of the way there. I know you guys do it. I know we will hit 40,000 soon. I'm very excited for the future of this podcast. I cannot wait. We were planning on doing a bunch of cool things, live streams during the NBA playoffs. We are going to be doing some bonus pods that we'll get into. We didn't really get to get into that because we talked about so much today. But yeah, remember to subscribe, leave a like on this video. And also you can find us on Apple and Spotify. Okay. Any final words, guys? Um, I'm always right and they're always wrong, but I sometimes say that they're right just to make them feel better. Interesting coming from Mike number two. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh i will I, guys i will say if you are still here please comment that you're still here because you're awesome and also hit us up with any questions anything you want us to cover on the podcast and also 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 the chicago bulls i'm really hoping that next week we could talk about them and that we are not in shambles because we have we won our last game against the Cavs, but other than that it has been tough it is very tough
Later, guys. If you're still here while the music is cued, here are two videos I think you are definitely going to enjoy. Make sure to click on one of them. Again, I know you're going to love it. And other than that, have a great day and peace.